Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. When your coffee is freshly roasted and ethically sourced, it's music to your ears. Shake up the way you wake up at kingscoastcoffee.com. Welcome to episode 143 of Star Wars and Scotch. It's Kevin. It's Tim. Hello. And we're going to be talking about Ahsoka episode three, which Tim will call a thing that will trigger so many of you, but we'll wait until we dive into the episode before Tim says the magic words that make so many people mad. It's a spoiler episode. Don't say it. I bleeped it. Don't say it. In the meantime, episode. We hope you're drinking this delicious King's Coast coffee like I am. This is my second cup already. Tim's got the cold brew going today. Uh, but you can head over to kingscoastcoffee.com for your fan of Warframe. You can get the 10 year anniversary roast from Warframe. Uh, that's on our store right now uh, in celebration of TenoCon. A very, very successful TenoCon, in my opinion. Soulframe looks like right up my alley, by the way. Um, uh, and uh, for you Warframe folks, lots of good announcements, expansions, the 1999 stuff. Look, I'm not a Warframe person, but I love the folks at DE. So I'm always happy when they do well because um, I just I think they're wonderful human beings. Um, so, uh, yeah. KingsCoastCoffee.com. Our six-year anniversary is coming up as well. We saw some cool yeah. stuff from that yesterday. Uh, so KingsCoastCoffee.com. And, um, yeah, be on the lookout. There might be some promotions going on for the next few weeks uh, for anniversary and some other stuff. So KingsCoastCoffee.com. Not there's going on really anything going on with Lab. No G- but No GCX uh, stock? Weird. Not yet. Not yet. We're not ready for that yet. Soon. Soon, but not yet. But this lab sweatshirt is really comfortable and I wear it all the time. So, And if you're asking me why I'm wearing a hoodie in Florida, we just weathered a hurricane, which didn't honestly do really anything to Tim or I. Um, I had a plant fall over. It could have been really bad. Yeah, it, it was supposed to be a tropical storm and strengthened to a four. Thankfully, it's making landfall in a, in a wooded area uh, where pretty much nobody lives. So that's a, a positive in all of this. Um, but I know our friend Rob over in South Carolina is right in the lane of the storm, but it'll be cat one tropical storm, but they're also not built like we are for hurricanes. So, um, you know, wishing anyone who's in the path of this uh, uh, stay safe. Don't do anything stupid. Um, please do not shoot at the storm. Yeah, that's 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 not wise. Um, but yeah, we're doing all right. Uh, kept power. I think we lost, had a power blip overnight. I was asleep, so, um, I'm not really, uh, sure when that happened, but, uh, yeah, yeah everything else is good. This is windy. Really yeah. rainy. I was able to watch Ahsoka last night. I heard a little bit of rain. 
and I woke up this morning to some wind and rain, and we're here recording right now. So everything is fine. Hi, Danielle. Uh, that's the only problem with this camera angle, Tim. Is, it's like, that, and our special guest up. is. Yeah. <laughs> A child or your wife. I can't help it, though, because like I, 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 my fitness is more important. So this is the setup you all get now. Just deal with it. So I'm not fat. Thanks, Tim. Uh, and I'm happy about it. So uh, this is the setup, and we're all just going to live with that. The other thing I don't like about the setup is my key light is right over Geralt's face on that awesome like oil painting of him. Oh, so yeah, I see that. That pisses me off, too. I can also anyway, see that you're watching baseball or something in here. What are you watching? Oh, yeah. No, I got one of the, the Sims rolling for YouTube because we brought that back. So that's happening, too. But, yeah, it is baseball. Good, cool. eye. Good, nice. eye. Good eye. Good eye. Good eye. Thank you. Good eye. I gotta, I make sure I don't do that on conference calls now that you said that. Oh, yeah. That'd be terrible. I don't want people to think I've got, like, baseball on in the background. <laughs> so, yeah, just recording right now while we record. Recording and a recording. I could just say it's Sports Center. Just got it on in the in the room. <laughs> Top ten. Um, cool. Let's talk about it. Go ahead, Tim. Say the thing. It's a filler episode. It was a good yeah. filler episode, but it was a filler episode nonetheless. <laughs> All right. They left. They left us on like th- this huge hook. They left us on this on this part of the story where all of these new things are being introduced. And then you throw us into an episode about Sabine is now going to potentially become a force wielder, which I think that's going to be the the ending of this is that she's finally going to like be able to use the force. Well, we ha- we had a lot of interesting developments, like things that you and I didn't cover last week or things that we didn't think to cover or remember. And one of the biggest ones, I think I said this to you on TikTok, was Kanan's description of Sabine when he was trying to train her to use the Darksaber. Mm-hmm. And he was mentioning how everyone has the force in them, yeah, but not everyone, you know, knows how to use it or can use it, yeah. And kind of this thing that it really didn't matter at the end of the day; you could still train someone um, mm-hmm. one way or another. So I have a feeling that she's not going to be able to use the force, mm-hmm. and that the whole point of this is that the value of the person, the training, the skill. Is 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 going to result in her being able, probably being able to get revenge on Shin without being able to use the Force. That's my personal feeling. I actually think it's going to go the other way, where she's never going to be able to use it, and that's the bottom line. So that makes that makes me even more frustrated with this episode. Then, okay, it's good. Like, it, like it's just the 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 amount of time that was used to showcase Sabine starting to open herself up to the idea of being a force wielder is that all for not is that like I guess I'm trying to figure out what is the point of making Sabine or putting Sabine in this position to where she could become a Jedi Padawan because her, everyone's it, saying that because even even Huyang is like she's the worst candidate ever like there's no way she'd ever be admitted to the Jedi uh, for consideration of being a Padawan so is this is this continuously pointing to the fact that that uh, Ahsoka is rebellious and is not a Jedi and she does not need to follow the Jedi ways in order to like bring someone to her level. I just I don't know where we're really going with this character development. I think it's uh, uh, they're both rebellious. They're both, you know, counter to what they're supposed to be. And I do think Sabine is trying to not be a Mandalorian in all of this. I really do. I, I think that's kind of how, how really? a lot of this plays in. I think she's trying to not be a Mandalorian. 
Because mm. Hu Yang even references how many Mandalorian Jedi there were. And I think in canon we know of like one, two, three tops with legends. With I'm including Grogu oh, okay. uh, in that. So, I mean, you know, we know of Tar Vizsla. Is it Tar? Yeah, but, Tar but Grogu, Grogu is kind of a cheat. He yeah, that's what Jedi I mean. First and then a Mandalorian, not a Mandalorian, then a Jedi. Yeah, and the interesting thing is Mandalorians, yes, there are pure-blood Mandalorians, and they do say things about that, but Mandalorians are a culture, not a species. They are a species, but they're also she's a culture. Both. Sabine's both. Yes, because she's royalty. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, royalty of nothing, because there's nothing left at the moment. Um, although, if this happens after, that means they've retaken... Um, oh, no, it's happening during the time. It's It's right around the same time. But she probably has no idea, because I'm sure... Word is not traveling around the ta- galaxy. Yeah, unless Katie Sackhoff shows up at some point, I don't think they're going to know. No, the more we get unless, deeper unless into this. Unless there's going to be like whispers from like the New Republic. You'll be like, oh, yeah, did you hear that thing that happened on Mandalore? Yeah, that, that might come up. I think this is... it. I don't. Could we see it in another season if this continues? Sure, but I don't think right now is the relevant time to bring in those characters. Could they? Potentially, because you know how much Disney loves those crossovers. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I just I, I I don't buy the you know we're building up to her just ability to use the force. Jay Clam texted me last night, and what did he say? It was actually very funny. He said, um, "Danielle texted me after she walked in, and said you need an Uncle Jesse light on the door." Um, Ahsoka, sh- Ahsoka should have told Sabine her midichlorian count was way too low. He <laughs> <laughs> should have just taken her M count. Yeah. I mean, like they could have done a lot of things. I also don't understand why they're just not leaning into her being more of a Mandalorian. Like this whole idea of like Ahsoka needs a sidekick, but it's like you have one. You have one that's very skilled and knowledgeable. And I think that was a kind of a part of like the whole dogfight, which was really cool. I really liked the. We can talk about it a little bit, but like that whole dogfight was really awesome. But the whole point of where where Ahsoka like realized that she needed to work with Sabine, not tell Sabine what to do. Like I thought that was really cool. I really liked that. I liked this whole idea of them. Um, I guess re- rebuilding this relationship and like un- coming to an understanding, like this middle ground. I really like that more so than Sabine trying to figure out her place as a force user. So the reason I said what I said about the Mandalorian stuff and her running away from that is because I watched the two episodes back with Danielle and I noticed that anytime her past comes up, it kind of gets like shoved to the side. And one poignant moment was when she was being attacked by the HK droids. Mm-hmm. Oh, was it attacked? I can't remember if it was attacked or prepping or something. She went for a, a weapon and her helmet was sitting there and she saw the helmet and she grabbed the blaster and got up. She didn't put it on. Yeah. Yes, she puts her armor on at the end of episode two. I understand that. But we're back in the beginning of episode three. She's doing the Jedi training, which I thought was a phenomenal uh, throwback to, you know, your samurai Oh, roots very much of Star so. Wars mm-hmm. um, and the uh, uh, the Bakken blades that they used to train. Even um, even the 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 garbs that Sabine was wearing is very kendo. Yep, um, very very Japanese. It was it was very nice. I mean, she's even got the freaking shoes on. Like I mean, like everything about her her getup was great. I really uh, enjoyed that. Reminded me a from, lot of Episode Four too with Luke and Obi Wan. Yep, a ton, ton. Mm-hmm. Um, which this show seems to be really hearkening back to the original sequel trilogy a lot. I don't know if you saw the shot comparisons to Return of the Jedi floating mm-hmm. around on Instagram and TikTok, but like, holy cow, I didn't pick up on that until they said that. Apparently, that's also Admiral Akbar's son that uh, they talked that Hera talks to in that one oh, scene. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. 
that's apparently Ak- Akbar's son, uh, who I believe is also on the Disney ride. I could be wrong. Um, someone's going to call me a speciest for thinking all Moncala are the same person. They all, look, they all sound the same. They all look and sound the same. Um, but speaking <clears> of sons, we got to see Jace, which was pretty cool. I like his little his green hair. Yeah, and you know, like he looked pretty on point. Couple things was, you know, he and I know this is difficult, but he and I'm sound like a one of those fans, but he looked very too human. Mm. But he's got green hair, Kevin. He has blue eyes in 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 Rebels too, he and he, does, he brown look, eyes. does look very humanoid versus Twilight. So when he's like mom, and I'm like, yeah, uh, very the Karen. force the force was strong with Kanan. I guess we'll just leave it at that. And why doesn't he have? Why does he have? Uh, 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 what's the Leku? You know, it's just like you know. Why doesn't he have like little Leku coming out? I don't. I don't know. It's it's weird. I'm not. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not sure what's what's recessive and what's dominant yeah. here. I don't think Tim and I are are qualified enough to speak on an interspecies Star Wars uh, sexual in, encounter and the DNA and genetics of that. So we'll leave that to to the uh, people on the. You know who yeah, probably Star- has a good take on this is Sawyer because she isn't she a biologist? Yeah, she was. Well, she was. She's been doing like biological breakdowns of like the difference between a Tegruda and a Twi'lek when it comes to like their their Leku and like what makes it different and things like that. All right, here's what we. Need. If you don't know our friend Sawyerism, she is. Um, uh, she's very good at breaking down biology in Star Wars, which is so interesting. Uh, she joined us last year for our GCX panel as well. Um, you all should should message Sawyer, tweet at her, TikTok, whatever, and tell her that you want to know what the dynamics are of Jason Solo's DNA <laughs> makeup <laughs> and how that works with with. I would love to see a video on that because I'm I'm not that knowledgeable when it comes to uh, biological traits and how those are passed down and like what would like interspecies like what would happen. How do you make a chimera? I'm very intrigued. We went on a tangent there. Uh, <laughs> Sex in Star Wars is very interesting, I guess. That could be our, our offshoot podcast. Star Wars and sex. Star Wars and sex. Sex in the Star Wars. I think they make movies for that already, personally. I think I've seen a few in my time. Uh, yeah, it's... It's <laughs> part of the podcast is brought to you by Pornhub. No, it's not. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and Disney tuned out again. Um, they even listen. <laughs> you know, that was the moment they're like, man, these guys have been so good these lately. Great. I can't wait to sponsor. We're so good. Oh, oh, you said sex. Shit. That was it. I was just like, it's always like those people. I was, I was just about to send you $100, but you made the wrong decision in the video game. So now I'm not going to. <laughs> We were just about to fly them out to the Lucas Ranch, and then they mentioned Pornhub. You were my favorite streamer, and now you're not. <laughs> um, so uh, Ahsoka's also, they mentioned Anakin again. Well, didn't really mention Anakin, but she you could tell she's he's constantly on her mind. Um, and uh, her description of the dark side, uh, anger and impatience can give a quick power boost but they cost the jedi their balance that is the most lucas explanation of the dark side i have ever heard which again goes back to my point that the torch passed to feloni feloni holds the keys to the car at this point and 
he is trying in this show, in my opinion, to really do right by George and George's vision for what Star Wars, uh, uh, the future of Star Wars would have been if George had held on to it. Do you do you feel that way as well? Because that was the yeah. first thing I thought of when, when I heard her describe that. Yeah, I agree. I think I think I think Dave is doing a really good job. And the more that the more that like I see these breakdowns, and I think uh, that I think that's probably one of the most frustrating things is there's a lot of there's a lot of hidden symbology and there's a lot of just things that are just like kind of sitting there in the background for us to find, and they're not very pertinent in the in, on the surface. But the longer that you really look at the overall picture, and, like you start to really understand. Like there was that one interview I sent you on TikTok where I was talking about, or even talking about it on stream yesterday. You were there. Uh, we were talking about like what Dave and George or like what George told Dave was considered canon and like every <laughs> like movies and TV shows are canon and, and, and like how they're handling the expanded universe and how he's like, what's the point of creating all these new characters? We have like all of these characters that have already been kind of like flushed out in the EU. Why don't we just use them to tell this story? And so I was like, you know, like he's like they're they're regardless of how I feel about like one episode or a handful of episodes, like at the end of the day, it's always been it, the, the end result has always been great and so like i i fully believe that like what dave is doing is definitely within line of what george wanted or is is shooting for i mean like because he even how he even he he advised on this and like i apparently timothy zahn also advised on this show too so yes he did like my my feelings towards how they're handling thrawn i, I did see a i sent you a video though there's another tiktok creator that i follow and she mm -hmm. she was echoing the same fear that i had where she's like the show thrawn and the book thrawn are two completely different thrawns and i was like i'm glad somebody else sees that because it's like you've got the very generic like imperial like bad guy Mm -hmm. With a little, with a fun little twist in the show, but then Thrawn and his books are so different. She nailed, she nailed the, she hit the nail right on the head when she brought up everything that like Zahn wrote in like Ascendancy and even like the original trilogy. So, um, but even the show is doing the same thing. Yes, I agree. And so it's just like at the end of the day, um, got to give a little more trust to, to, to Dave and, and what they're doing with Star Wars. It. It, it can be a little rocky at times, you know, pacing can be a little strange, but like overall the end product has been very good. And Timothy Zahn is, is, has written Thrawn before this too. Like this he's, is, this is this second adaptation of the character, right? I believe he created the character originally in the, I in the legends. That, so heir, heir to the empire was the first, it was the first popular novelization of star Wars It's what essentially kicked off like the popularity of Star Wars novels. So, so like, yeah, he he created all of this. So it wouldn't shock me if there's elements of of, you know, Legends Thrawn and like that creator said from TikTok, I forget her name. I'd love to give her credit for she the always, video. She always wears an X-wing helmet. Yeah, she she's she's uh she's great. I I watch her videos. I follow her too. Um uh she made an interesting point that even Rebels Thrawn and Book Thrawn are are very different. Mm -hmm. She even mentioned like the second Thrawn trilogy, which actually takes place before the the first one, they're Ascendancy. different. Yeah, even they're different to an extent. Well, Ascendancy um, Thrawn. Well, I think I think the the book Thrawn, like even the Ascendancy Thrawn, and then going into the the Imperial Thrawn, like those like those two very much so coincide with one another. I feel like they like they carry across. Like yes, his to the tone shifts because he then has to play it in an, an Imperial officer. So the overall, like the story tone shifts to more of a traditional, like Star Wars Imperial kind of storyline. 
but the 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 core the core characteristics of Thrawn continue to stay the same. Like everything's for the Chiss Empire, everything's for the the house, like the Myth House, um, you know, things like that. So like there's there's definitely consistency there, but you don't see that in the show. You don't see that in Rebels. It's never it's never made clear what his true intentions are. Yeah. So I'm curious to see again, like what what are his true intentions? The idea of getting blasted off to another galaxy uh, with Ezra, like what was the point? What happened? It's been years. You know, we're looking at like ten years, right? So, like, what has happened in in that time? It, it's going to be very interesting. And I and, and I saw I saw some people in our comments that were like, you should just let the show ride out and not and not judge Castle. I was like, okay, first of all, this is our goddamn job is to talk about it and and to like come up with theories and and what our expectations are. But two, um, it's also very exciting to like try to figure out like what's been going on. I think that's that's part of the enjoyment for me is like trying to figure out like what really happened before we actually get the true explanation. Because I always love to see like do our expectations and ideas are they align with what star wars and what dave is really trying to shoot for yeah it's it's first of all speculation on things like this is like 50 percent of the fun of watching it so don't take that joy away from us we don't care if we're wrong it's just fun mm -hmm. and chat wants to join in on the yes there's still chat chat wants to join Always. in on the fun with us so that's why we do it so don't tell me to let it ride because i like theory crafting insane ideas and getting a few of them to pay off, like we did with, um, we said we would see Jason Sindula. That was one of our predictions. Well, we got Jason Sindula. Yeah, because of a Lego Star Wars kit. I thought that was great. Well, I also wasn't sure when Mon Mothma, um, who looks radiant as ever, by the way. Um, Mommy Mothma. Uh, uh, when Mon Mothma was like, how's Jason? I was like, oh, there's our Easter egg. We're not actually going to see him. And then when he came down the hallway, I was like, hey. Hey, little I, guy. Love whole, I love the little nervous look on her face. She's like, he's around here somewhere. And <laughs> also like, oh. when he was like, I want to be a Jedi. And I was like, you might. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he has a better chance of being a Jedi than Sabine does. You might. Um, so, uh, uh, you know, it, it's it, some of the things that we've we've said have, have come true. And it's been is it Corellia. We called Corellia, too. That was awesome. Um, so... You know, part of the big other speculation, we can actually go right into this, is Merrick's identity has been a, it's probably been the most talked about thing. I swear, if one, if I hear Cal Kestis one more goddamn time. I didn't hear I that until choke, I got to your I chat. I choke you all out. So here, here's the, here's the prevailing theories. There's Barris Afi, uh, if I you watch Clone that, Wars. I think that is the person I, who would. I don't, because there's one more person that makes more sense than her. Uh, so there's Barris Afi. There's Star Killer, who's not my pick. That doesn't make any. I mean, like I like the idea. Um, who uh, Sam Whitwer? He talks about Star Killer becoming like if they were going to write. Apparently, there was a talk at some point with him and Dave, and the idea of Star Killer coming back into Rebels or coming back into Star Wars canon, but they would write him in as an Inquisitor who was taken under Vader's wing. And I thought that was really interesting, but at the same time, I feel like that would take away from Starkiller being Starkiller. Because yeah. Starkiller, Starkiller was all of the Inquisitors. Starkiller was all of them into one. He was, he was Vader's sole attack dog. Yeah, he was his, and, his secret apprentice. Right, and so for him, for Vader to have the Inquisitorial 
brigade on top of his own Padawan could happen, but I feel like it would it would be very it would be quite a stretch to pull that yeah, one off. So. I agree with you. Yeah, um, I don't. I I like him being. I mean, there's still room for him to be Vader's secret apprentice. Like that's not off the table. But him being an Inquisitor, I don't think would would. Fit. I don't think it work. I think it. I think it dilutes who Star Killer is at that point. Agreed. Like Vader, so, you could still use him as as who he is. Because at this point, you all have to. If you care about Disney, can if you don't, that's fine. Go enjoy your Legends books. Um, but uh, if you care about the, the Disney canon, then at this point, we have to come to grips with that. Not all Jedi were killed in Order 66, and a lot right. of them escaped. And that's okay. I think it opens up a whole new uh, uh, era of storytelling in that sense. But point being is that perhaps if you're going to bring Starkiller in, he isn't an Inquisitor. He is still the secret apprentice, and maybe he's only hunting the, the high profile you know, your Obi-Wans, if you will. Obviously, we have a story for that already, but like that level of Jedi, um, you know, that the Inquisitor, that Vader knows the Inquisitors just can't handle because um, they'll get the floor wiped with them. So would it make sense that Starkiller would be hunting Ahsoka, especially during the, you know, Rebellion era? Sure. But mm. where we're at in the story now, it just doesn't make any sense. And it would be no. a terrible reveal, in my opinion, and I don't think it would do the character justice. Agreed. Um, if it happens, it happens, but I'm just not on board. The person I think it is, and let me, before I put my foot in my mouth, is the, yes, the sixth brother. The sixth brother has the same helmet as this person, talks just like this person. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes. Uh, so the sixth brother makes the most sense uh, in, in. Bill Valen. His name is Bill. You know, Bill, the Inquisitor. You know, B-I-L. You know Bill. <laughs> Um, wait, was this the same guy who was in Tales of the Jedi? People are speculating that it might have been, but I don't. But he died. Yeah, and his helmet is not the this same. Is, this is the Jedi that... Isn't this the same Jedi who she takes the, the kyber crystals from and purifies to make no. her lightsaber? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Oh, no, it does say he was killed by Ahsoka Tano in the uprising on Rada. Oh, I didn't yeah. realize that. Because all the videos I watched this week were saying it could be him. Maybe he didn't die. She stabbed him, I thought. So did Sabine. Yeah, I'm really tired of people getting stabbed by... Okay, so, the so, so there's an entire there was an entire video from a physician who who broke down biologically, like, why... And, and we, I was saying the same thing. It was like, Qui-Gon's, Qui-Gon's stab was, was midline... But then, like, she was giving off some reasons as to, like, why it would have killed him, but at the same time, why it wouldn't have killed him. Also, like, Sabine getting stabbed, like, why didn't, why, why didn't kill her, like, um, uh, Reva, like, why didn't kill her and all that stuff. It was just, like, I don't like how we're, like, ah, one person gets get stabbed and they, they die eventually, and then other people get stabbed and, like, I'm fine. So it's just, My- like, yeah, there's some inconsistency <clears throat> when it comes to lightsaber wounds in, in Star Wars currently. Well, you're the anatomy biological biological expert between the two of us because of your field of study in college. Yes. So my only thing that I have, and you can completely shut me down here, is that because it cauterizes the wound, unless it punctures a vital organ, technically, even, wouldn't you still have more time to get medical attention? Even then, I mean, it cauterizes, like you said, so you're not going to have, it's, it's going to completely just close that off. 
Um, like even if even if you were gonna be like even, like most of the wounds that were done in a lot of these organs, like you could still function. So I mean, like they talked about I won't they talked about like Qui Gon's like injury because it was because of it hitting the spinal cord, it could have caused some shock and and it could have thrown his brain into like into a like shutdown mode essentially. But even then, like it's just it's such a, it's such a stretch. It's it's a very very oh, long know. stretch. And like it, it, like where Sabine and, and Riva were were stabbed, there's not a lot of like vital stuff there. So yeah, cauterization and them like them just kind of like passing out. Like that's to be expected. But still, it's just like and does why does back- one person? Like freaking Darth Maul gets cut in half and he's fine, but Qui Gon gets stabbed and he dies. So I just I don't get it. Wouldn't the back to tank? Isn't it? Doesn't it regenerate tissue? So it wouldn't yeah, cauterizing it regenerates then, everything. So wouldn't regenerative tissue and a cauterization actually save a life? Or am I wrong? You know you're right. It would, yeah, I mean like it essentially just creates scar tissue. So, but then I mean like they have all this like again we have got medical we've got medical like uh, uh, inventions that allow Darth Maul to become a spider and survive in a junkyard in a junkyard. But Qui Gon <laughs> Jinn, who's one of the strongest Jedi in the Order, he's just like oh, I'm tired. Maybe he was. He was sick of all them 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 kids. I don't know. Speaking of Qui Gon Jinn, I think I think. Uh, Balin and Qui-Gon have something related. So does the internet. The internet thinks Balin was Qui-Gon's apprentice before Obi-Wan. I went back and watched episode one and that whole walk up from the ship to the captain and the way he's talking sounds so much like Qui-Gon Jinn. Um, The inflections, the tone of voice, it just even like even like the accent sounds very much so like Liam Neeson. And every time he talks, I'm just like, Fuck, there is a connection here. Qui-Gon has a brother. I mean, he yes. would be very old now, like very old. So I don't know if that works, but I feel like there is some connection with Balin and Qui-Gon. I just don't know what it is yet. Someone also said that it could be, be and again, based on the way he talks and and something with the lightsaber movements was um uh could be uh Plo Koon's um student Ooh. as well. And then they you know were how saying much Dave like, loves Plo Koon. Dave loves Plo Koon. Plo Koon was the the bait and switch for the actors on set for the Luke Skywalker scene in Mandalorian. Yeah. They already and have then, it modeled out and everything. They even said they have the full working model. Yep. And then um, again, something with the lightsaber combat and the form that he was using. I think it was during the deflecting the the blaster bolt scene. Mm-hmm. Was something they connected it to Plo Koon somehow. I don't even know. I couldn't even follow it because I was not. I'm not that nerdy. Shockingly. Yeah. Um, I was impressed. Speaking of lightsaber forms, I really liked how they kind of broke it down in this week's episode with Sabine when she was like, when they kept on calling out the different names for the different attacks and they were talking about the different lightsaber forms, like maybe she's not ready for this. And I was like, that's really cool because they haven't like, they haven't really broken down all like you can, like in literature, they've broken down the different fight styles and things like that, but they've never really showcased on in the, like correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I, to my knowledge, they haven't really broken down the intricacies of lightsaber fighting on the shows, like in cartoon or even like on the movies. They've never really like talked about it. So I thought that was very interesting because that's a very big deal. Like mm-hmm. for a Jedi, the fight style that they take is a very, very big deal for them because it kind of just like it's another way of them expressing the type of force wielder that they are. You used to have to change stances in Swotor. 
as a Jedi mm-hmm. Knight, you'd have two DPS stances and a tanking stance. I forget the names of them, but they were like little icons you'd click and you'd go into that form and it would give you a whole new uh, toolbar. Um, <clears throat> so, I, yeah, outside the games, because I think you could do that in Coder too, is is change forms. Um, I always did Blaster and Lightsaber. Like I was I was doing that before Ezra. I just, like in Survivor. Like, just, just say. I'd swap, hot swap between blaster and lightsaber. Yes, you can use them at the same time. I know a person that's going to come back and try and say that. I'm talking about the fact that you could toggle between weapons. Um, yeah, so wh- one other thing, too. I got a little scared when Ahsoka was hopping around on top of the ship, and I'm like, oh, my God, are we really just, like, this is going to be another Holdo maneuver situation where I'm gonna, that's- we're going to be fighting people? You know, just the same way we were talking about the anatomy of uh, and, and, and and the wound of lightsabers, how that would work in a physiological sense. Um, you know, at the end of the day, one thing we all do need to remember is that we are discussing a universe where space magic exists. Yes. So, like, please, for the love of God, take it with a grain of salt and don't personally attack people over it. Um, the uh, hopping around on the ship, though, I was like, oh, God, is she just going to, like, flawlessly do this? So when she was floating away, I felt a lot better. I, I was worried that she wasn't going to have a, a space suit on. I thought we were going to get a Princess that was her Clone Wars suit, dude. That was that was. I from know it was she... it was really good. I I was, but a part of me was worried we were going to get a Mary Poppins <laughs> Princess Leia like moment where she was just going to walk out and like hold her breath. Um, I'm really glad that she had like her full her her her, her full space suit on, even like for her her Tegruda, uh, 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 tendrils. I'm freaking anatomy now we're talking anatomy and i can't think of uh things kevin we were just literally just talking about him or uh leku god damn it mm-hmm. um that was cool i, I really i really like that uh, there was a, a neat wait aren't hers called montrals i think that the, the the tails are still called leku the mantra the mon isn't the montral the big part the top piece on top of her head Sprouted from the heads of both Tegruda and Cassurians. Monsters were cone like horns. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they also, and then like the tendrils that come off down on her are called Leku. And now come to find out, the Montrals, that is how she can echolocate. Ah, that makes sense in a lot of scenes in Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. She can use that. She also can see very well at night. She has like night vision. Um, Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 
$5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GAME to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. So yeah, that that whole scene on the ship, but that was cool. And the, and you know, seeing the old, um, like they were basically junker starfighters. I I really like the cinematography for the dogfight because it was very World War II yep. documentary style. Whereas like the Ahsoka's craft felt very much like an old like B two bomber or a B fifty two bomber, right? So it's like yep. you know like those old scenes where like the bombers are or like they're in like their gunner position. You kind of like the camera over the shoulder, and they f- and then the bad guy ships felt very like Nazi propeller planes. Like they had the sounds, even like when they shot their their blasters, it all sounded very like old school. And I just really liked, I really liked the camera angles and stuff. The one thing I didn't like though, which I thought was kind of weird, was all of the smoke effects coming from the blaster cannons from the um from more uh, Elspeth's ship, the um uh the eye of the uh, flat cannons. Yeah, they, but they were blasters, and like, but it was like making like fire and smoke in space. So I was like, How I think does that, that work. I think that was more of a, again, you mentioned World War II. That felt like a very World it, War II It was. It 100%. They nailed, they nailed that vibe from start to finish. It felt like I was watching a World War II documentary. And the dogfighting was akin to old Star Wars as well, which, again, made me very happy with the, you know, the perfect cockpit shots. And then you uh-huh. get some of the action and back and Even forth. Even her, and like, tracking. getting the kill in, like, in the, in the gunner seat. Woohoo! You know, just like, oh, I felt like Luke Skywalker. It was, it was very good. Yep, and even like the tracking, I love when they flip from the pilot view to the instrument view, and you could see them like tracking and trying to line up their mm-hmm. shots yeah. and whatnot. So with Merrick and 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 Shin, Shin also had an old Clone Wars um, headset on. It's the same yeah. one Anakin wears uh-huh. during the dogfight. I think it's Attack of the Clones. Um, uh, so that was a great scene. One thing interesting, by the way, is that ship that we were not sure what it is. That is the Eye of Scion that Elspeth is standing on. It's not a ship. No, I know that. We now we, we know that, that we figured that out last week. Oh, I still thought it was a ship. I didn't. I oh, thought it was no, separate we, from the no, Eye of Scion. No, because she was she was on that bridge last week. Yeah, so now that's we know. where she got the hollow projector with Shin and Balin. I still don't know what the technology is though. It's so it's, it's from that guy. Ga- it has to be from that galaxy. It has to so, be from the galaxy, and it came over <laughs> to ours. And I bet you the Eye of Scion was probably like dismantled and it was kept in hiding. It's probably it's probably ancient and only her family knew about it. I'm sure there is an entire lore behind it and like why it, it is the way that it is. I, but my, my my first inclination is that it is not of the Star Wars galaxy. It is from the other galaxy that we are going to eventually end up at. Easily, easily. And um, here's where it gets interesting. We talked about this in Tim's chat yesterday. Uh, if you've played Knights of the Old Republic, you know who the Ricotta are. If you don't know 
um, Knights of the Republic, the Rakata were an ancient civilization that essentially enslaved the entire galaxy um, back in the day, thousands and thousands of before the old Republic, way before the old Republic, because in the old Republic, they're considered an ancient civilization. So we're talking a while ago. Um, they mentioned making them well twice. They first mentioned Rakata prime, which is the planet you end on in KOTOR was canon in one of the planet books or encyclopedias or something. That was the first thing. The second thing that happened was what's his name in Andor. I never remember his name. Who's our spy friend in Andor. Oh, um, when he's talking to Cassian, he says, Oh, um, oh, you're talking about, uh, hold on. Wait, sorry. I was reading my chat cause they're giving me shit. Um, hold on. That is, um, Luthen. Luthen. When Luthen talks talking to Cassian, about the, he, he talks about the blue Kyber crystal, the sky, the sky blue Kyber crystal. But he mentions that it's, it's from the, from the uh, Rakatan war, from the Rakatan war. The uprising against the Rakatan, like this, and essentially in legends, that's what it is: is the universe rose up and had a slave rebellion against the Rakata and overthrew them. So um, when she keeps talking about like an ancient civilization that's like lost to time and whatnot, that built these hyperspace ways because the Rakata were the ones in legends who built the hyperspace lanes. Well, they, is, apparently they 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 were watching the Purgles. They tying were, uh, tying the knot essentially, and and connecting something that you have from Disney canon to something you have from Legends, which is the Ricotta. Essentially, again, I'm speculating. Learned how to create hyperspace lanes via the Purgle, because the Purgle can apparently jump from galaxy to galaxy. We learned that last week, mm -hmm. um, and well, that's and they, and they re they reaffirm that again this week at the end. So, so which it was so awesome to see live action Purgle. Um, uh, the Eye of Scion, which is also from the Old Republic, could be built on Rakatan technology, which is what we're the bridge we're standing on, because those droids look old. A yeah, they look old as shit. They look really old, and I think that, again, this is just another tie-in to the Old Republic, and I think they're just continuously just pointing us in that direction. I mean, Scion ties in with Revan and Malak. Yep. Um, the Purgles now tying with the Rakata. We've had star Luth map. Luthen mentions the Rakata, the star map. Also, really big fan of Treasure Planet. I'm really happy that we're going to be going back. <laughs> I think um, that was probably God, a Disney. Fucking, like, did I, I, either, either, either they did that for shits and giggles. They did. Because, or that is the biggest coincidence ever. No, you know for a fact Dave was like, what if we use the orb from Treasure Planet as, as like an Easter egg? They love Easter eggs. Dude, nuts, Indy's dude. whip. I thought is it was hilarious. I thought it was so I know it was so good. It was really it, well done. Like, like that's the fun of making this stuff is like you have the Disney IP. You can use that. You know mm -hmm. your audience that watch Treasure Planet is about your age, Tim, because mm -hmm. I was a little old for yeah, it. Everyone's begging for Treasure Planet now. Yeah, so like now you've you've you've. Could you imagine if that was a nod to them saying Treasure Planet live action is going to happen? Dude, how many views do you think Treasure Planet got on, on Disney Plus after? Oh, so many people because they went and they went to go find if there was any anything that coincided, if they any type of Easter eggs they could pick out a Treasure Planet that would go with Ahsoka. Hundred so percent. So they're just having fun with you at that point. But um, also, props to my wife. Who? Because I didn't realize it at first. I think we talked about this last week. You didn't. When we rewatched it, she knew that was a Night Sister Temple the second they showed the face in the bottom. Uh, it, when, why? Because it looked like Mother Townsend. 
she goes, is those 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 witch sisters? And I was like, I totally yes. Missed, I totally missed that the first time. I was like, yes, you hot piece of woman, you. Keep talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yeah, you can see the red it like faded around their cloak and the face looks like their face. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, that's really it's well, okay. I mean, she's also an interior decorator, so I mean like she she pays yeah, attention she, to finite details. She and she also was not shocked that Morgan was a night sister. She's like, Yeah, like they did that and like why would you be surprised? It's like we were freaking out, so just don't kill my buzz. Um There was so, no inclination that she was a night sister at Danielle all. Danielle apparently had assumed when they went to the Night Sister Temple that Morgan okay. was a night sister. All right. So maybe she should start writing Star Wars. Um so um uh, Senator Ziono, the one Hera talks to, he is based on one of the characters from the old Thrawn trilogy, a Borsk Fela. In Legends, Fela, who would eventually become Chancellor himself, was an ambitious and self-interested, refusing to believe that the Empire was a threat. So this is definitely a mirror. Oh, yeah. This is the son of a bitch who is like, we can't use uh, New Republic resources to go find Ezra. He was very yeah. adamant about I think he's a he's a plant. He's well he's also this is why I don't think he's a plant. He's also the dad of the main character in Resistance, which is one of the worst cartoons I've ever watched in my life. Um it was not fun. No, that's that show is not made for me and Tim. <laughs> Even my son doesn't like it and he's nine. Um but his dad he's the dad father of the main character of that. So mm. his son is part of the resistance against the first order okay so, Luke skywalker's dad was an evil sith overlord so no i'm just, I'm just saying i'm just saying it just you know um, it's always really good when the son like beats the crap out of the father because the father was evil as fuck yeah cause is his name cause that's his name in in uh, yeah he looks very prude and pretentious i'm not i'm not a big fan i don't think you're supposed to be a fan i think that's the whole point um so yeah that that was his uh his dad standing next to mommy mothma um what else i'm going through all of the stuff from the episode that i have we knew about the hive scion we knew about the purgle apparently people decoded the map the star map that is shown at the end of the credits in episode two um, okay if you missed that um so that's another piece that i thought was really interesting where they just like kind of like threw it in there and people had to go and decode it so it actually they found all of the names for all of the planets that are in that star map. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the one of the planets is from a clone. No, sorry, a Rebels episode with Rex, um, which I thought was very interesting. Okay, so I think people are starting to think that maybe we'll actually see Captain Rex show up in live action because just because of that planet. Uh, but they went through and they found all of the planets that were listed in that star map for this galaxy, which was which was pretty cool. So, I mean, this is their opportunity to have old live action Rex. Tamira can play him no problem, and to also confirm that he fought in the Battle of Endor. Like that would be the perfect loop to tie up there. Yeah, because yeah. of the fan theory that he he. Uh, I think that they one, might have even canonized it. I'm not 100% I think, I, sure. I don't, I, I don't know if it, it is canonized or if it's just like it's fan fictioned on Wikipedia, but there is this one individual who has a white beard. He's older and he's he was just a fill-in at the time, you know, you back know, in 1980, whenever, 1986. You but, know Dave loves that crap. Oh, most you definitely. Know he mm-hmm. So there's a very good chance that Dave's like, yeah, let's let's make it canon. That's fun. I like that. Yeah, um, I, th- I think his actual Wikipedia entry talks about him fighting 
at the Battle of Endor. Yeah, and he's going to be old AF now, so he'll probably be in his 60s, like, well, age-wise, not n- numerically. Um, yeah, it's it's actually listed here. It is? In Wikipedia. Um, so Sabine Wren, reflecting on the fall of the Empire, Hera fought in the Battle of Endor, as did Commander Rex. Um. Like that's the only that's the only entry, but it 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 is said that he did fight a quick at the Battle of Endor. Quick line, it would be like Ah, Sabine, haven't seen you since the Battle of Endor. Like that, it was like, like boom, that. Uh-huh. fandom goes crazy. That's it. That's yeah. all you need. That's it. Mm-hmm. We can move on. <clears throat> He's like, I was on the ground on Endor. You know, <laughs> yeah. It's just like, and it's just, it's literally just like a quick shot of this guy with a white beard and. Uh-huh. <laughs> Actually, the picture right here, it's just like, there's, I mean, like, yeah, okay, like, you could say it is Commander Rex, but... Sure, let's have fun with it. Yeah, but now if you, if you look up Rex Endor, you can see, like, the comparison of, like, this guy up against the animated, and there's a lot of similarities. Like, like Dave used the guy from the movie as the uh, reference image for Rex, which I thought was great. Maybe, maybe. Maybe. Who knows, who knows? We'll see. Um... So the la- the last thing I wanted to bring up to you was I watched a whole video on Ezra. Mm-hmm. And what do we expect from Ezra? Cuz there is the there is also the theory that Ezra is the is Merrick, which I hate personally. Uh Yeah, I don't like or like he's Star Killer or that he like became super evil while he was in this other galaxy. So, it's really That's what I wanted to ask you. Like what would cuz cuz Ezra is susceptible to the dark side. We saw that numerous times in Rebels. So being in this other galaxy, let's let's put all the uh, all the things that we have together and and lay this out. Ezra's withdrawn all this time, right? We we pretty much I would say safely believe that Merrick is not Ezra and that would be stupid. Yes. Because how did how did he get back? Like, well, oh. that's what that's what I talked about in streaming shows. Like, how the hell would he have launched himself off into another galaxy with Thrawn, and then the Empire is able to go out and find him, bring him back, torture him, turn him into an Inquisitor, but they left Thrawn? And and you know, like it's like, oh well, he took the Purgles back. It's like I wanted to be like Han with like that's not how it works. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like it's not stop. Even with space magic, we have to have we have to have draw some lines in the sand. Mm-hmm. Um, so, taking that, that that Ezra is still a throne in this is bridge to Peridia or whatever Peridia. Let's just call it Peridia because that's what they called it in in the in the show. So let's say they're in Peridia. Let's assume that the Peridia is where this version of the dark side that the Night Sisters use come from. Yeah. Let's assume that it's it's ancient Rakatan technology as well, which is what we see on on Morgan's ship. Um, assume all of these things. We've heard nothing about the way. And again, I'm open to the fact that maybe the light side works differently there too. And that there's an element that we haven't explored there, but the cards are kind of stacked against Ezra. Do you disagree with that in, in being there for 10 years? Yeah, it's going to be rough. How did he survive? And if he did survive, how did he maintain his, uh, uh, connection to the light side of the force or at least balance versus succumbing to the dark side somehow or maybe doing it to survive yeah i mean i i don't know i mean like some there was a theory that someone was talking about in chat where it was like well maybe thrawn turned him i'm like but 
That doesn't make like, any sense. It's like that's not how Thrawn works. You know, it's like that's not his. Like he's Thrawn isn't a, 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 a Sith to begin with. So like that that theory goes out the window. Also, um, whatever this voice is that speaks to like Mother Talzin was speaking to Morgan, and, and she's she saying was like, that it's Thrawn. But I don't. She said, I don't. Bingo. I. She's like Thrawn calls me. I was like, that's not I Thrawn, don't baby. Buy that. That's someone else who's. That's someone who's fucking with you. Who's making or that's, you think that it's Thrawn. It's that's whatever darkness like commands the night sisters and where they harness their power from yeah yeah but i don't know how that ties dark. in with like the ricotta um ricotta were more technologically advanced they weren't right really they weren't like mystics. they weren't like they right exactly so like that's what i'm trying to figure out like how this all kind of like ties oh, it's the same thing with, with each the, other it's the same thing on this side of the galaxy with the force and you know the advancements in technology like the force operated despite all of you know the technological advances and the Jedi used both the Sith used both. It would be the same concept in my opinion, where the Rakatan technology is how you get to the universe. But once you get there, there's space magic thing happening. Yeah, of course. Amongst all others. So I think they're separate, but part of the same story. Mm. Cause the Rakatan stuff would be more, like you said, a link back to the old Republic, getting us to other galaxies to like literally kick open a door of new storytelling um, without having to deal with the Skywalker saga. Well, and um, that opens up the whole Starforge thing, and then that could also lay into Exegol, like all this other stuff too. Yeah, because Exegol at this point was, was, you know, it's it's still in the galaxy, but it is out there. And the Ch- I, the Chiss homeworld is still in the galaxy too. It's just out there too, is right? Yes, it is in. It is it co. It is within the Star Wars galaxy it is outside of the explored rims Mm -hmm. it is in unknown charted space which is confusing to me because that would make me that would that would be like saying that like there's a bunch of other stuff past pluto but it's still within our 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 soul galaxy so it's just like i or within our within our solar system um someone also married the idea because you know in the in the old republic game the chess are part of the empire Yes, and the ascendancy is 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 a essentially a vassal state to the empire. Mm-hmm. So they they rule their own. Like it's the same concept with houses and everything. But the emperor is the last stop, or the dark council, I should say, because in old republic, the, no one knows where the emperor is. Um, so they answer to the dark council. Um, but someone married the ideas that after the empire fell, when there was an empire and a republic that the Chiss retreated to their home world and basically locked themselves away for thousands of years because of what happened with the yeah, Empire. Yeah, that would make sense. And like, that's what the unknown, like, And is. that's why nobody nobody has any relations with them anymore. And that's, you right. know, it's all stuff that was forgotten to time was the structure of the Empire, aside from, like, you know, the the legacy of the Dark Lords and stuff left behind. But, you know, that union was just lost to time. So someone married it because it was like, it's thousands of years, people could have forgotten you yeah, know, star maps like get the, lost, things like but that. Everything else has been explored, but like that's just like it. I, I have a. It, it's it's hard to kind of like wrap my head around because like the entire Star Wars galaxy has been completely mapped out, but then like there's this whole another region that's that's outside of the like. It, I assumed that it was outside of the galaxy, like it was in its it was in another galaxy, but it is still within the main Star Wars galaxy. I would love to see a map at this point. I would love to know like where where is Exegol. Where is where is the Chiss ascendancy? Like, where is all that in comparison to like the outer rim? Like, how far of that travel really? Like, how long does it take? And like, where does it all kind of fit? 
And you saw how hard it was to get to Exegol too. So yeah, yeah, because well, you need a Pathfinder. Yep, and you have to navigate through that, that because the chaos asteroid. is is nutty. So it's it's interesting theory that it could have all existed. But yeah, that that's my take on Ezra. Like, I don't think Ezra is going to be right when we see him again, and I think that's going to affect Sabine. I hope so. Um, I hope he's kind of. I hope he's got a twisted and a little just kind of like has some PTSD. I don't think he's definitely not going to be the same hero that we see at the end of Rebels. That's for sure. He'll be broken in some way. You know, maybe not to come to the dark side, but maybe not like and, and raw, raw it, Jedi either. And I don't think him and Thrawn have been connected to the hip. I don't think they've been together the entire time. I have no idea. I have no idea. You know, I don't, Thrawn see, I, don't than see, I, do. I just I don't see the point of him and Thrawn being together the whole time. But we'll see. I mean, like, I, unless, unless, unless I, I tweeted about this earlier, is that Ezra was shown during in the in the world between worlds, the Force showed him the the part in time where something really really bad was going to come and and ruin everything. It was going to kill everybody, and the only way that he could stop this thing from happening is by using Thrawn to get over there to stop it from happening and so i think in my head i think what it what happened was is that ezra knew that he needed thrawn and the only way to get thrawn on his side was to forcefully take him to show him what was what was happening and so i think i think it is going to be a bait and switch where it's going to end up being that we need thrawn to defeat whatever the next big bad thing is that's coming the Grisk, the Yuzong Vong. Whatever, whatever this is, whatever this threat is, whatever this, and I mean, they've already mentioned the Rakata. I mean, like, we don't know if they're wiped out, if they're still alive, or the Grisk, the Yuzong Vong. I think, like, there's a lot of really bad things that are out there. What if the Drengear, like, what if this is how they, they, like, they. Oh my God, I never thought of that. Like, <gasps> what if, like, what if this has to do with the Drengear? I mean, like, we have an entire new bad guy that's been introduced in the High Republic, but. There is still no mention of them in phase two. Which would make sense because if with Acolyte coming, the only two options for enemies are the Drengear and the, um, what are they called? Space. No, the Space Mad Max people. The, 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 the Nihil? Thank you. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah, the Nihil and the, yeah, and so the I mean, Drengear. Like we've, got, we've got two bad guys that we've been introduced to that have kind of just been kept in the pocket for a rainy day it feels like oh my god two is hasn't really brought it up that you could totally make that like a pg-13 horror movie like like you know ahsoka sensing the dark side and not trying can't figure out what it is and then you just see like plants slithering in the background and stuff like that i mean if the <gasps> if the drangier aren't a big part of acolyte i'm gonna be really disappointed yeah i feel like the drangier ball dropped because they were horrifying in that one book that we wrote was a dark below the no, dark that's, the that's dark destiny below. no the um Fuck, I can't think of it. But also, but also in the comic books, they were really creepy too. Yeah, they're like hive mind, like just like the hive. Um, yeah. So, so uh, I, mm, mm, I, uh, something, something happened out there. I don't think Ezra's going to be right one way or another. I just, I just can't no. see it. But I, I think, I think that the world between worlds again. Those were big. Like if you go back to all the critical episodes that they showcase that they wanted you to watch before Ahsoka, like that is that is a big part, and they they hit on that a lot. So I think I think the world between worlds, and even some of the um, the promotional 
uh, imagery that they're using for like, you know, like posters and stuff is like there's one with Ahsoka that has like the floor piece to the world between worlds that Ezra walks across and, and, and Ahsoka walks across. It's behind her. So I, I still fervently believe that there is going to be a tie in with that. And I think the force showed Ezra something that was really, really important. And that's why he that's why he never like really said like what it was that he had to do. But he was like, I, there is something that I have to do. And, yes. the only, and he wasn't like that until after the fact, until after he came back from the world between worlds, did he did he he knew then the thing that he had to do. Yep. But he yeah. didn't know before going in there. He also changed after that experience big time. Well, the thought of the thought of him saving Kanan was was huge. Um, and Ahsoka even says that, like, no, like if you saved him from this moment, then you all would have died. Right. So knowing that he could interact with time and affect time, he knew that was a big responsibility. He knew he had to make the right choices. Like saving Ahsoka was huge. Yep. Like yep. we knew that like we knew we, we knew that Ahsoka survives we did we on Malachor. We never knew how she survived on Malachor. It was all assumed that she died until you get that one little frame of her walking away, which then we find out ties into the fact that she was ripped out of space and time and then thrown back in after the fact. Yep. And that's the only way that she survived was because of Ezra. So I think there's there's a big tie in there. I just hope that it's not like the end of the season is when we go to this other place. Like I would love to get us there and then continue the story this season. I don't want like, especially because we don't know if this is a mini series or a series with multiple seasons. Um, I, I, I would, I'm at the point personally where I'm like, can we get there? You know, like what, what story could we possibly, yes, they're going to go look for them in the woods next episode. I understand that, but please do not drag out an entire episode of them looking for them in the woods. That would be my two cents on that. Like, can we, can we get there and start learning about all this new stuff already? Yeah. Um, I would really hate for it to be three filler episodes <laughs> against yeah. each other. Yeah, I would like to get there and, and have a chat about like, you know, what's on the other side because I have a feeling stuff will play into Acolyte too in the past um, with with this bridge because like you said with with the game um, with uh, the lot in Survivor, you know, they added this whole element to the known galaxy that you were like, why is the technology better? Why is all these things? And we can start oh, answering yeah. these questions because the Ricotta in Legends had superior technology even in the past to what we had in the current era. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's, there's potential for some interesting things. I um, love the tie in there. Yeah. Because even in, in legends, like I said, that it's, it's, they have superior technology to us, as you can see with the ability to travel between galaxies, which mm -hmm. is unheard of so far in star Wars. Um, I don't know. Any predictions for next week? Um, we're gonna get that fight with Shin and um, the one in the Mar woods, yeah, Maroc and uh, Sabine. That's definitely gonna happen. We'll get where she's like, "You have no power." Um, that's gonna that, that's gonna be a big part of next week's episode. Uh, outside of that, I have no idea where we're going with this. I really, I really don't. And I was really hoping that we were gonna get kind of a uh, an indicator with this week's episode, but again, they're kind of you know with a thirty-five with a thirty-seven minute episode, 
uh, for this one. I did. I, it was kind of hard to believe that we were going to get any any real story development outside of a few things. So I think next week's episode is like ten minutes longer. So hopefully that means that we'll get some more meat on the bones. Apparently episode five is long, and apparently it's a throwback. Oh really? I read that somewhere. I don't know the validity of that. So Chad, if you have uh, proof on that, I I read it in passing this morning that it was a throwback so that I, I would assume that's when we see uh, if it's true that's when we see Anakin um, and that it was a very long episode um, Excellent. so we will uh, we'll see what happens but yeah I, I, I again like please do not drag an entire episode of them looking for them in the woods like if we can get some closure there and get our lightsaber fight and you know prepare to to hop on this bridge in episode five that would be awesome but then the pacing of it seems like Okay, if that rumor is true, search for them this week. Get ready to go. Throw a uh, flashback, not throwback, flashback episode next week, and then like we have epi- two two more after that. Two more episodes. God, what do you say? Like, so place. by the time we get off to finding like Ezra and Thrawn, it's going to be the end. Like that, I don't know. Ugh. I mean, we know they get there because there's literally a shot of Thrawn walking on Morgan's ship. Yeah, but what if that was all bait and switch? Oh, like a old school J.J. Abrams deflection shot yeah, that makes I mean, no like, sense. Yeah, exactly. Like, what if that was just like B-roll that they just like shot for the fun of it? Or that's the final scene of like Ron walking onto the bridge of the Eye of Sion. I don't know. But like, I, I, really, I really, I really hope we get more, we get more substance before like the end. Like, hopefully they don't just like leave us on a cliffhanger and like come back for next year for Ahsoka Part 2. You, you got to remember too with this, they really have to not do a cliffhanger of that extent, like make it interesting and meaty because I have had to explain who the hell these people are to my wife the entire time. (laughs) She is not going to watch rebels. Like it ain't happening. So explaining Sabine's relationship to everybody, explaining who Hera is, explaining who Jason is, explaining who his dad is, you know, to give the context there. And they're doing an okay job of like making people care. But at the same time, if you know rebels, you care more. So, really we need something to hook people we need something for the casual fan to be like yeah i'm in or yeah i'll go back and watch rebels because of this we need that and without that you know it's just people like you listening to the show and me and tim driving this one and unfortunately for for the metrics they need for this to be successful that's not enough um so you know my wife loved andor because we walked in blind and it was definitely created for adults but we walked in blind together. Like you just needed a basic working knowledge of what was happening in the Star Wars universe. This it's like, if you didn't watch rebels, there's, there's a lot of details that you're missing. So yep. I really just hope they, they expand on that. What if they, and, they just don't care and they just want people to go watch rebels? Because I feel like that would be, then make the story compelling enough, then make the story compelling enough to get folks to do that. Yeah. In this, you can't like wait till the end and like Agreed. do this build up filler BS. You have to get to the point and you have to then once you have the point and people are hooked, then you can create your cliffhanger at the end. Yeah. You know, if if the invasion of the Yuzong Vong is the thing here, then cool. Like, I want to see those Yuzong Vong ships at the end of the last episode and and and, you know, them standing on the bridge or something like that. I would love to see a scout. Because they send scouts out, you know, that's where my head is at. Like, mm-hmm. bait me. Make me as a Legends person want to go, ooh, and go back and read Legends <laughs> yeah. stuff. And make my wife go, who the hell was that? And why do they look crazy and scary? Yeah, agreed. You know? So, it's 
again, I have no idea how this is going to play out. I'm not, my prediction is not the Yuzong Vong for clarity. I have a feeling it's something we have no idea what it is, but I have a feeling, you know, the mention of the Grisk will probably come at some point. More Rakatan technology, more explanation on where the Night Sisters get their power from. That's that's what I'm putting on the table. Yuzong Vong yeah. would be a, simply a pleasant surprise. So we there will see is. what happens but that's uh that's gonna wrap it up for our review of episode three of ahsoka if you have more questions or comments feel free to tweet at us he's at darkness 429 i'm uh, kevin x vision on twitter um you can also send us uh, uh comments on our instagram videos or the star wars and scotch videos we read those so um we're star wars and scotch or star wars scotch everywhere um we have two YouTube channels for shorts, uh, one for full episodes, and uh, you know we post on social media a few times a week as well. If so we make sure you're... to do that. God, trying to have so many different social media accounts is such a pain in the ass. Well, now that Shane took over the social media, he's been posting steadily clips and stuff like that. He's working directly with Nick. So thanks, Shane. Thanks, Shane and Nick. You guys are awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, make sure you're watching Tim. He's uh, live Monday through through Friday, nine a.m. ish Eastern. Uh, uh, at Darkness429 on YouTube. Um, he's going to be diving into Starfield starting Friday. Yeah. Friday, Tim's diving into Starfield. Um, and, you know, Space Magic Friends, we talked about Earth and Starfield last week's episode, or not last week, week before. There's going to uh, be, be a Star Wars mod for Starfield before the end of the year, guaranteed. Before the end of the month. Decided to uh, play that one. <laughs> <laughs> I saw someone made a, a Mandalorian covert in Skyrim on a mod and then oh, you, sick. Can, you can literally deck yourself out in full Mandalorian gear. That's awesome. Yeah. So that was cool. Uh, but yeah, darkness 429 everywhere else on the internet. And uh, I'm like I said, Kevin X vision on Twitter, K magic one one everywhere else. You can uh, follow me and star Wars scotch, please rate, review, subscribe, uh, like do all of the things It helps us out so much when we can prove that people actually care about the show. So, uh, and there are a ton of you listen. I see the numbers every week and, uh, now the soak is out even more of you are listening. So thank you so much for tuning in. And if you're new, we appreciate you as well. Uh, but, uh, until next week, episode four of Ahsoka Tamari, May the force be with you. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.